In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams, and I'm the director of ministry relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, guess what, folks? Christmas is almost here. And as I've told you before many times, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. Now, I know that not everyone feels that way. Not everyone shares that idea that I do. And I get it. This has been a tough year for many of us. Tragic, as a matter of fact, for many of us. Right now, some of us may be looking for a a last-minute Christmas gift, and some of us may be looking for a job. Maybe you find yourself alone this year because of COVID. Whatever your circumstances are, whatever they might be in 2020, please know this, that there is eternal hope in Jesus Christ. We celebrate his birth because he came to save us from sin. He lived a life we could never live and paid a price we could never pay. And for that, we celebrate Merry Christmas and of course, here to get us started, introduce, introduce our guest for today, my good friend, my buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian ba- Bales. <laughs> what I almost say, man. <laughs> Pastor Brian Bales, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Hey, brother, I got a little tongue-tied. Sorry about that, man. Hey, that's good to okay, see you. man. It's the Christmas season. Uh, like every season, it should be full of grace. So grace, my How friend. How many times, Merry Christmas. though, man, have I said your last name and I almost called you Bailey's? Well, you know, <laughs> long-time listeners might know that every once in a while we stumble over a few things on the show, but that's all right. That's part of what makes this what we do here because it's a conversation and every conversation that we have is based around the most important thing. And that is the good news of the gospel, the truth about Jesus Christ. Um, And I I say this often, I'm excited for this show. I'm really looking forward to this show, but, but Dennis, uh, we were talking before we got on air and this is actually our our fourth Christmas show we've been able to do. We've been on the air for a little over three years now, our fourth Christmas show. And this has just for me become one of, if not the most favorite times that I have on the radio or on podcast with people, because every year around this time, what we do is we invite in one of the pastors of our community to just share from their heart a a little bit about their church, but more importantly, about the power of the gospel and the difference that it makes and the hope that we all need, not just at Christmas time, but in every part of our life. And so uh, in our Zoom studio today, you know, because it's COVID, we're doing this a little bit differently as like everyone else is. We have Pastor Owen Lee, Pastor Owen Lee is the senior pastor of Christ Central Presbyterian Church in Centerville, Virginia. He has a Bachelor of Arts in Rhetoric from UC Berkeley, a Master of Divinity from Westminster Seminary. And before his call to serve as the senior pastor of Christ Central in 2012, uh, he had several ministry positions. He served as an English ministry pastor for New Life Mission in Fullerton, California, and then as the church planning pastor of New Life Mission Church in Burbank from 2002 to 2011. Uh, He's married, has wonderful wife, Margaret, three children, 
Abby, Caleb, and Lizzie. I also know he's an avid basketball fan, and I love getting together. And Owen, you know, I always enjoy anytime we have to connect. It's been too long to see each other personally, but that's just kind of the world we live in right now. But thanks for joining us today, and Thank just you, thanks brother. for talking about the most important thing, Jesus, today with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Brian. Happy to be here. So, you know, before we dive into some things, you know, you've, you've made a, a move from like sort of West Coast to East Coast, and God has, has put you into ministry here, and you're in church planning. Uh, what is some of the, how it looks maybe just even a little different of how people engage ministry and get church, and maybe even the holiday season and Christmas and those things sort of on our East Coast, maybe a little bit more uptight, I don't know, than, than West Coast in that way? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I get asked that question a lot. Like, what's the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast or L.A. and Virginia? And um, and I say this, uh, I think the culture and the context of the East and the West Coast are maybe different on a surface level. But I basically approach ministry in both contexts in the same way. And what I mean by that is I try to discern the particular idols of my church and of my community, mm -hmm. uh, what, what they are. And idols may be different, but there's always idols, right? And by idols, what I mean is that what, whatever we functionally look to for our happiness, our security, our worth, and our identity. And then what I do then is I try my best to preach the gospel to those idols and basically show people that Jesus is better than whatever your particular idol of choice is, whether it's children, idolatry of children, or career success, financial security, comfort, control, um, or whatever it is that they functionally think that they need more than God for their identity, happiness, and fulfillment. So on the surface, it may look very different, but I think mm -hmm. at the, underneath it all, I approach it the same way. I try to preach the gospel to the respective idols uh, in whatever place I'm at. And it illustrates the reality, whether it's the East Coast, West Coast, or the United States, in a different country culturally, while it may present a little bit different underneath, the need is the same in Jesus Christ. And I love your specifically talking about it with the idea of idols. Uh, too often we think of idols as something physical, and certainly they can be. But as you just eloquently stated, it's just anything that we bring into our life to do for us that only Jesus can really fulfill. Exactly. You know, and at Christ Central, especially during this time of year, uh, with just different things, we're not telling anyone anything new about the challenges of 2020, social distancing and mass and all kinds of different things that just have created a little bit of extra difficulty with things that used to be seemingly uh, mundane or routine. How are you guys reaching out right now during this season when there are so many people who may be more willing right now in the month of December to hear the truth about who Jesus Christ is? Yeah, um, so that's something that we've uh, thought about a lot as, as elders of our church and pastors of our church. Like, hey, now more than ever, we as a church really need to love our neighbors, our neighbors in our community. And so, um, and so we, uh, we've been and, and we've upped kind of our, our ante, if you will, in our partnership with our local organizations um, that serve the underserved in our uh, community, a place like Western Fairfax Christian Ministries, Little Lights Urban Ministry, Second Story, Grace Community Clinic Center and the I-43 ministry. And what we try to do as a church is we try to support them so they, they can continue their life-giving vital uh, ministries in our community and, and to provide volunteers who will join them in their mission to mm. bless and to serve our community. Yeah. And so, um, so for example, some of the things that I'm really excited about that, that our church uh, is doing is uh, every year we collaborate with uh, Western Fairfax Christian Mission or ministry. And every uh, Christmas we provide uh, what we call holiday baskets filled with lots of good food for about 350 underserved families in Loudoun County and Western Fairfax. And we're going to be doing that again this year, even though it's going to look a little different because of COVID. But I'm so pleased that, that this year we're planning to hopefully uh, provide 450 holiday baskets for families that you know may just need some help 
during this time of year. And just yeah. grateful that we get to do that. That's cool. And that's amazing. That's, you know, that's the, the body of Christ. That's how it's designed right. to work, that believers gather together to help people, whether they be believers or whether they're people who have not yet known the truth about Jesus Christ to make an impact. And, and I love that. And I love your heart specifically, as I know a little bit more that uh, too often, as we've talked in the show, that local churches can see each other instead of partners, they can see each other as competition. And I know that is not the heart of you and Christ Central. And uh, certainly I'm grateful for just our friendship and how you are connecting and making a difference. Now, I know that your church like most all of them, had to make some adaptations. Um, we're adapting it. Good news for the city and how we're doing it. A lot more stuff online or over the internet. You know, you think about things through social distancing parameters. Things have become normal words for us, things that we never would have thought about. We talk about things like mass and quarantine and say incubation periods. Like we used to talk about football relationships and the weather. It's a bit crazy how it's changed. But I think there's there's something that I've always felt you had a, a wonderful heart towards that is rising up even more than in the midst of all these changes, more online services and less personal, more social distancing. Uh, we are becoming people who can become socially distant emotionally, socially distant relationally in so many ways. So as a pastoral staff and the elders at Christ Central, how are you attempting through the help, obviously, of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to meet the, the challenges that in this environment that all of us have of shepherding people when so many people find themselves socially distanced now in ways that we could have never thought about or maybe even projected a year ago. Yeah, that's a great question, Brian. And I think that's, uh, I'm sure you know this, this has been our greatest challenge pastorally. I'm yeah. Sure. How do you care for people you can't see? Mm-hmm. You know? How do you care for people? Um, and there are people at our church I have not seen for eight months. Yeah. Just, uh, because uh, ever since we've uh, gone to uh, online services and stuff like that, and and even though we're open for uh, in-person services up to 100, we only gather about 30 to 40 people um, every Sunday. And that's just a fraction of what our church body represents. So I miss people. And, and so we've been batting around. And how do we care for people when we can't see people? And so what we decided to do at, at our church, and we're calling this kind of our fall campaign to... Mm-hmm connect and care for the members of our church. What we're trying to do is that we've kind of divided up our church into what we call different flocks. We've assigned different elders and pastors over different flocks. And we're trying to get every member of our church that's in a community group, a personal phone call or a personal Zoom call. And yeah. so we're, we're, we're texting our people and say, hey, you got you got 15 minutes to chat. I just want to check in, see how you're doing. just want to let you know I miss you. How can I pray for you? And that little act of every elder and pastor reaching out to our members and just I don't know about you, Brian, but I don't remember the last time I've had like a 15 minute phone conversation. Yeah. It's all text now. Mm -hmm. But these have been just really, really sweet times to to connect with people and to to hear the voices of faces that I miss. And And uh, I think you're echoing the heart of just about every pastor that I've had the opportunity to connect with is that they're longing to connect and do what they feel God has called them to do to help people and to shepherd them and, and knowing that. And just the the challenges of this recently, I just, I made this comment, uh, I think it was on a Sunday morning that if in 2018, we would have written a book that said in 2020, there's going to be everyone's angry and mad at something. Everyone's wearing masks and they're separate <laughs> from six feet. Around. We would have thought of that as some sort of, um, 
you know, apocalyptic literature instead of this is the reality that we find ourselves. No one could have projected that and, and certainly bring some challenges. But the great news is no matter how big the challenge is, the gospel in Jesus Christ is big enough. And, and thank goodness that the Holy Spirit, you know, helps us in our weaknesses, as it says in Romans chapter eight. And so if you're listening to the show today, goodness city, know that, you know, uh, people at Christ Central Press, you can find out about them at ChristCentralPC.org. They care about and they love you. If you need a local church to connect or know that they're praying for you, whether you're there or you're not and and pray for them, pray for the leaders, pray for Pastor Owen. Now, um, oh, and I'm going to kind of make a switch, if you will. I don't know if your challenge is like mine, but one of the hardest sections of my season to preach about is Christmas. And, and the reason why for me mm-hmm. is this is that everyone knows the story, but that doesn't mean everyone's living the truth of the story. Yeah. So yeah. how do we engage people again under something that's so familiar, but yeah. it's challenging for people to live out? In fact, it's become so familiar, we almost take it for granted. And so I, I love a lot of times our producers, Claude or Lauren, they, they work together behind the scenes to help us give us some things to talk about and, and to converse on. They had this question that I, I thought it was great because I thought about myself. Do you have a favorite Advent time of the year passage? I know it's almost like trying to ask you to choose. Do you have a favorite child? Uh, but do, do you have one of those? I do. Um, uh, I love Matthew chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, verses 18 to 25. And there's two things about that passage that I absolutely love and that just blesses me every time and i and i'm eager to tell other people about it and the first is you know when uh, the angel gabriel tells joseph to call his son his name jesus which means mm-hmm. uh for he will save his people from their sins and, and i love that because i'm a sinner i need to be saved from my sins and i feel like i qualify <laughs> you know i'm one of those that jesus has uh, come to save yeah. And, and then the second thing is how Jesus fulfills Isaiah's prophecy and how his other name, if you will, in that text is going to be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And um, now more than ever, isn't that what we need the most to be reminded that God is not only with us, but he's for us. He loves us. We're never alone. I, I think this year, more people have felt more alone than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we just need to remember and experience the truth that promise that, that God is with us and he'll never leave nor forsake us. And, um, and no matter what deep dark Valley we go through, we can go through it because God is with us. And so I, I love those two things that, that Jesus is the one uh, who not only forgives my sins, but he's the one who's with me, who's for me and who's promised to never leave nor forsake me. And so that to me is my personal favorite kind of like Advent passage because that right there summarizes for me, the gospel, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, you know, goes back a little bit of what Dennis, you said earlier on in the introduction of the show is that uh, 2020 has brought a lot of challenge for people. And there's hope in the reality that Emmanuel, God with us, you know, God took upon human flesh, right? Uh, the imperishable took upon the perishable. The story of the gospel was born of the Virgin Mary, it, but then lived a spotless, sinless life for over 30 years and then died for our sins on the day that we call Good Friday because it was good for us. Right. Uh, But the difficulty that Jesus went through and then rose again, victorious over sin, death and the grave on Resurrection Sunday. So that Christmas is a chapter in an ever unfolding book, a story about the goodness and the pursuit of God towards us, as you mentioned, Owen, us as sinners. Right. And it's not a popular word we like to say a lot. But if we look inside of our hearts, we all recognize uh, we mess it up, we screw it up and we blow it up. Uh, Sometimes you do it by accident, but a lot of times in our life. Uh, we do it on purpose. And so this idea then of keeping the, this truth about the gospel, that God is with us and came for it, how are you 
during the season, attempting to keep this sort of at the center and the most important when there's so many other things right now that could be fighting for our attention, right. you know, sort of constant distractions. Some seemingly good, maybe fighting our attention right now is we've got to get all of our Amazon shopping list done. Uh, <laughs> maybe fighting for our attention is once again, we find ourselves on social media uh, reading the opinions people are making about whatever the news of the day is that they like or do not like. Yeah. There's a lot of things, especially during 2020, that maybe have increased that was already there before that can fight towards our focus. How do you as, a, as an individual, as someone who's called to, to preach the gospel, uh, keep a focus in keeping the, the lesser things from getting in the way of the most important thing? Yeah, that's... Such a good question. Such an important question, Brian. And, you know, as, as a senior pastor, I feel like my, my job isn't just to preach the gospel, but to keep the gospel center in all that we do. Because it is, like you said, so easy for us to be distracted by good things. And then when we do that, then we forget the main thing, which, which is the gospel. And so I feel like my job is uh, to not only preach the gospel, but to make sure that we're centering on the gospel and everything that we're doing as a church is oriented to the gospel one way or another. So, for example, um, so I like to talk about kind of the, the, the past, present and future aspects of the gospel. So uh, so the first thing I'm called to do is I'm called to, to call our church to rest in and to rejoice in in the past work of Christ. Right. To remember, to rest and to rejoice over the work that Jesus accomplished by his death and resurrection so that we uh, are because he secured through his work, not our Amen. work, through his work, the forgiveness of our sins, our adoption into the family of God and our eternal hope for the new heavens and the new earth. So we remember that, we rest in that, and we rejoice in that. But we can't stop there. I also am called to, to call our church to participate in the present work of Christ, right? Because Jesus loves the lost, because Jesus mm -hmm. cares about the poor and the vulnerable, we must, in the name of Jesus and with the compassion of Jesus, uh, engage in the work of evangelism and mission, and also in the works and, and do works of mercy and justice. In other words, we're called to obey the great commandment to love our neighbors in every way, right? Spiritually with gospel ministry yeah. and physically with mercy ministry and socially with justice ministry. And so there's that present aspect of where we participate in what Jesus is doing right now because his kingdom is, is expanding right now. Mm -hmm. and then of course, there's the future work. And, and I, part of my job, and I love this part of my job is to call our church to wait in hope for the future work of Christ. Because yeah. we believe, Brian, that Jesus will come again. Mm -hmm. That when he does, he will make all things new and all things right. You see, when he returns, everything that's broken will be fixed. Yes. Everything that is wrong will be made right. And everything sad will become untrue. And everyone that we've ever lost, lost uh, and the Lord that we've loved will be restored to us. And everything will be the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You see, one day, I, I feel like uh, this hope, like really resonated this year because not, not just because of COVID, but in our church, we have members who are struggling with cancer. Um, we have people, um, family members who died because of COVID. Yeah. And um, this thought that uh, one day uh, we will be in the new heavens and the new earth with the Lord Jesus and with all the redeemed people of God, where there is no more sickness, no more sadness, no more COVID, no more cancer, no more yeah. suffering and no more death. And I think this hope is just more precious than ever before. Yeah. And, and you know what the great thing is, you said there's hope uh, in the waiting and, and we are guaranteed 
from what we know about the past and even what we experience on the present, that the wait will be worth it. Amen. Uh, I, I love that way to be worth it. Now, this is a bit of a lighter question, but I, I love this question too. D- do you have a favorite Christmas carol, Christmas hymn? You know, that's a hard one. There's so many good ones, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I really like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And- that's my favorite too. I love that. Yeah, all right. That's Bro. my favorite. Now, you probably have a really good spiritual reason, Owen. Is it okay if I tell you my reason? Okay, well, what's your reason, bro? So it's a true story that uh, if my father's listening here today, please forgive me. My father's first name is Harold, uh, but he goes by Edward. Okay. Growing up, he always, his, if you asked him what his first name was, he would tell you it was H. He never gave people his uh-huh. name. And, and I wasn't supposed to tell people that. He wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, so every time during Christmas season, Whenever we would sing Hark the Herald, Angels Sing, I would always, as a good son, sing that part really, really loud. Uh, I'm almost 50, and the true story is whenever we sing that uh, at church, at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, I record it on my phone as we're singing it and send it to my father as my Christmas love gift to him. So I'm sure yours is much more spiritual than that. Uh, probably has something to do around the, around the shepherds and the announcement of the good news, and that's, it's a great one. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I don't have a, a fun reason like you, but but I love the third stanza. I think it's the third stanza where there's a line that says, "Mild he lays his glory by, born mm. that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth." Amen. I, I just love that. Yeah. Well, Owen, in our last couple minutes or so, there could be people here listening and said, "Ah, oh, yeah, maybe that only applies for Owen." Maybe that only applies for a pastor because they have in their mind some special abilities or so. In the last minute or so, would you like encourage our listeners right now in the midst of whatever they're carrying as this is the show right before Christmas, as they they head into Christmas and maybe it doesn't look like they think and they head into the new year and it's not looking maybe the way they think, how they can carry the hope of Jesus with them, even if circumstances and culture tells them they shouldn't have hope. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and Brian, and just, this just reminds me of what I told my church just this past Sunday. You know, I said, uh, and as we look forward to 2021, none of us know what to expect. Mm. None of us do. But we can do this. We don't have to be afraid. And that's because Jesus is Lord. And, and when we say Jesus is Lord, he's Lord over everything. That means he's also Lord over 2021. And, and because Jesus, our Lord, is wise, sovereign, good and loving, uh, we can trust that he won't let anything happen to us in 2021 that will truly harm us. Now, that doesn't mean that 2021 will be easy or comfortable. I think 2021 will be really, really hard, just as 2020 was really, really hard. And for many of us, 2020 was probably the hardest year of our lives. But because Jesus is going to be Lord, and he is Lord over 2021, that we can trust that means that everything that we go through in 2021 will work together for our eternal and ultimate good, just as everything in 2020 has worked and is working for our eternal and ultimate good, even though we may not be able to see it or feel like it at this time. So to our listeners, I I would say this, remember that Jesus is Lord and that he will keep you safe in and through all the things that you will suffer. Not that he'll keep you from suffering, but that he will keep you safe in and through them. Yeah. And that he has promised us to bring us safely home to his heavenly kingdom one day. And that's the reason why we don't have to be afraid. We can believe and trust Jesus and believe that all will be well. And Amen. everything will be And Dennis, well. that's such a great reminder as we close today 
that our hope is not in turning the page to a new calendar gear or to a vaccine or to anything or anyone else other than Jesus Christ in the good news. Amen. Yeah, I could not agree more. Owen, thank you, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you for being here. This is, I'm, I'm a lot like Brian, man. This is my favorite show of the year. And, uh, it's just always it's just always powerful to me because I, I guess I love the the season so much. So thank you um, and thanks, Brian. God bless you, buddy. Hey, folks, if you want more information and you want to get in touch with Pastor Owen, you can go to ChristCentralPC.org. That's ChristCentralPC.org. Or if you want to listen to this Christmas program again, go to GoodNewsForTheCity.com. That's GoodNewsForTheCity.com. Or you can always call me at the station, um, even though I'm not there every day. Um, I get my messages daily. You can call me at 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Thank you for joining us, folks. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.